you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Do you hug people when you see I them? I like to hug people, but a hug is a two-way street. You have to be able to read the situation and know, yeah, okay, that, I'm going to hug, is like, I'm gonna hug Eddie, and then, I'm, then you get the look on the face like, oh my God, he's going to hug me. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host. Dave Damashek. Yes, hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. I hope all's well wherever you are here in Studio 66. We're ready to roll. And I don't do this all the time, for the record, but like Babe Ruth in the, what, the 32 World Series in Wrigley, I think. Works I'm me. calling my shot. This one's going to be a home run, I guarantee it. Why? Because I know who is in Studio 66, seated to my immediate left and hovering over my left shoulder on Skype. Like, uh, I don't know what. What's a bad guy's name from from, uh, Force Awakens? That guy who's Snoke, a giant head. All right. Joining us ominously from from Carolina, it's Will Brinson. We'll say proper hellos in a minute. You just heard the voice of handsome Hank and we had some hugging controversy at Dodger Stadium last week uh we're gonna dig in on that well I said you don't have to pull back the curtain actually we already disgusted as you just heard there we're gonna see if we can recreate that with the two participants in one of the more awkward hugs I've witnessed in uh in the last couple of years Matt Money Smith and Emma VP behind the glass but to the here and now let's jump into it first of all we'll say hello to the guy who's one half of the best radio show in all the land Petros and Money kind enough to have me sit in at Dodger Stadium. Chavez Ravine, sunlight, glorious, beer, so on, so forth. Matt Money-Smith, what's the poop, fella? Thanks for doing that. Oh, 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 wait, oh. wait a minute. It's been a while. Hold on. Skinny legs and golden That's enough. Ball. I don't want to yeah. make Brinson wait another moment, though. How are you? Well, man? thanks for doing that. Had a great time with you. We, uh, You made a lesson learned when we had that wonderful conversation with sweet James Bergener about yeah. our uh, bet, which was very important because you are a man of honor, as you pointed out. So when it comes time to snip your finger off, or maybe two, mm-hmm. and you give me permission, I now know, according to sweet James, I you, can can't, start, you can't I, do it. I, but I'm a man of honor. Right, and no, so but I even lose, so. I'm still not going to sue you. I'm not going to charge you with well, no, felony. Well, no, but that, he said that just criminally the police can decide to arrest me because oh, it's a I criminal. That. Yeah, that so was. So I don't even have to bring charges. No. Johnny Law just, can. Tiss, Johnny tiss. Law says, hey, that guy snipped off two fingers from Dave Damashek. Even though he doesn't want to press charges, we as a society cannot Can't have allow. digits laying exactly. around on the streets. So right? Bloody digits. Your we digits are saved. All right. Well, we'll let, I listen. You know what? I'm still not willing to close the book on that because I still think I'm alive in that one. Not even and close. how. <laughs> now, dead to rights. the man. Listen, this, this is. I know. I don't want to make it awkward. I know. Well, no, I'm a terrible host because I bring this guy on at Matt Money Smith's request. I say that Money and I are talking a couple of weeks ago, and I say, yeah, Will Brinson, this and that. Oh, no, Money. Oh, I love Will Brinson. Will Brinson's a great fellow. <laughs> yeah. so I said, listen, if Money's making the, the trip to join us on the DDFP, let's uh, fulfill one of his dreams and get the kibitz here with Will Brinson as well. That being said, 
I can't plug your stuff properly because you have to give the name, Will Brinson. You're doing a lot of great work over there at CBS, hosting a daily show now, eh? Tell the people about it. That's the, I mean, that's the only thing that you really need to plug, Dave. It is okay. the Pick 6 podcast. Pick 6. And we do it. Yeah, we do. The, the goal is about 30 minutes long, six topics, five minutes each. We're doing. We're running through every team in the NFL, breaking them down uh, team by team right now to, to get us through the mall of the offseason. And it's going to continue to be daily, Monday through Friday, right into the season. And it's, people have been pretty receptive. So, like, if you've got to commute and you don't want to deal with the drudgery of, of being in your car or you get, want to go to the gym or just like to stare at your family in the morning over a cup of coffee, this is the podcast for you. And, and by the way, we, we were talking about the things behind me here. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for my Shecky to arrive. Uh, in, wait in a mayo. second. Wait a second. MVP. There's oh, no boy. Shecky Award. Now nah, you've done it, Will. Brinson nah, has you've won a it. Shecky Award as our favorite non-football playing guest. I'll have to correct that immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. I yep. should think so. Yep. Miss. You told me. Uh, it, it, two, just two no more hugs things. coming from oh, me. Oh, boy. Here we go. Well, well, one, I would say that MVP has been busy with the award-winning broadcast, so you've got to cut her a little bit of slack there. And two, uh, I should—I would be remiss if I didn't point out that the respect is, is mutual completely money. So thank you for the invite. Well, I appreciate that. Well, can I, because the, the respect is mutual, can I make a request? Um, just because, you know, I don't know how, how loose with it we can get here, but, you know, back in the day. Not when, very. When the Greeks, I like to keep it nice and rigid. Yes. I stick to my outline. Well, I just, I don't know if this is going to be too blue, this, this conversation. But uh, I'll try to keep it in historical perspective. You know, back in the day, the Greeks, when they would gather, all the men would be in the nude. And if, uh, for instance, a certain man had something that the other guys didn't, they would applaud. Uh, they would applaud, right. you know, what genetics had bestowed upon him. Uh, and that was just the way they dealt with them, you know, their meetings when men would gather to discuss things. I am feeling like I ought to applaud right now because I am a man, for those that watch, that can see. I, I do not have <laughs> any chest there. I've got nothing going. I got nothing going. Uh, but Will over here has got his Vinny Del Negro going on. I mean, that that is Vinny Del Negro-esque coming out of a, a shirt that was buttoned and had a tie, yet his plume. Well, he's not yet. It's not like he's going Hollywood. Uh, he's trying to cover it up. Right. He's not He's he's not yeah. like, down three buttons. I mean, it's a, he's but, he's got his, his polo is up as high as it can go. Right. Well, he didn't go top button. Well, he'd have it's to go Bubba Watson. Weird. Yeah, and look ridiculous. But we do see what you're all man, huh? You take you you lose that shirt. We're gonna see what a man looks like, huh? <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, mid mid thirties dad man, um, <laughs> swarthy. That is impressive, Will. That is an impressive <laughs> patch of hair you got going on that chest of yours, my friend. <laughs> it's a it's a little bit of Austin Powersy in that it's very top heavy, but uh, just to pull, I mean, look, it, I gotta be honest. It's May in North Carolina here. It's 84 degrees outside Ooh. somehow in May. It should be a beautiful 70 degrees. So my office is a little cooking. Hence, uh, there was no way I was going to be in a, in a you know full uh, full right. regal. Hey, no apologies hey, yeah. asked for. I'm the winner. I appreciate that as a man that does not have any chest hair. I really do appreciate what you got. And you're 30 what? I'm 45 and I don't have what that What do you going think? On. Do you think women, because I've been told, I always have, I you know, I am, as has been covered, uh, well, well covered soil, I'm vain. And I always thought that uh, that the vast majority of women resented my machismo that I that I wear on my chest, you know. Hearsuit, I think they call it. They sure do. MVP. Is uh is what what would the average? What do you think if you if you polled all the women in the world, do they prefer a man 
with uh, who looks like a man or the, or one who looks like money. I don't, I don't like appreciate money. that. Hmm. I don't think that's the way you had to frame that. Well, it's, it's a, it, I mean, there's no there's no mistaking it. You know, as Adam it's Carolla, not... you want to you want to dip into the blue talk. Carolla will tell you. You know, he's like, ah, I like I don't understand guys who aren't into. Uh, you know what? Maybe we yeah. are getting a little yeah, too a little <laughs> little sideways there. Started, let's keep it. Let's keep it on. Keep it between the, the started, lines. Let's keep it between the lines. Never mind. Yeah. I retract where I started there. But MVP, do answer my uh, hypothetical poll question. I'm thinking no chest, as little chest hair as possible. Well, in the spirit of what Corolla will say, without actually saying what he would say about it, I think that you know, I would think that women would like a man with some hair because it's something women don't have. Right? You understand what I'm saying? Well, I think it probably it's is a distinguishing also aspect. Generational, right? I mean, now you look at the men's health magazines, and they're all shorn, and they're oiled up, and they're uh, you can see every curve and muscle and and sinew that they got going on. Back in the day when we were kids, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, was the I mean, gold you take standard. off that shirt, and Burt's got a patch and a yeah. half going, right? So, yeah, for instance, like uh, he's the 21st century Burt Reynolds. Exactly right. And I'm like little Enos over. <laughs> I'm going to start calling him the Bandit. Even. <laughs> oh, not bad. <laughs> bandit Brinson. Bandit Brinson. All right, now what? What do you want to talk about, Spaghetti? You want to talk? about the fast food hot takes? I like the fast food list. That's a list I like. I think this is a pretty good rundown by Emma. I think number seven could be pretty funny. Oh, wait, Peterson. wait, wait. Before is Sully still else, in that other room to see if we acknowledge him? Sully's over here. Yeah, there he is. Before anything else, let's uh, let's acknowledge somebody else, our pal Kent Brown, uh, one of the producers oh. behind the glass there. We got one? Actually, not Kent Brown. Rather, his mother from Pittsburgh. She is the quintessential hey. Pittsburgher, as her uh, My favorite as thing here. Her accent uh, will indicate to you. She called Calls in to him and leaves him voicemail sometimes. Just impromptu, she's renting a movie and uh, sometimes we'll review it beforehand, sometimes after watching the picture. Here today is uh, Shape of Water, Kent Brown's mom. Hey, I just rented The Shape of Water. It's interesting. Eh. Okay. I, all the movies that are on that uh, place to rent, there's nothing else I want to watch now. I think I've watched the ones I wanted to watch. Okay, call me later. <laughs> bye bye. So good. That's one so of my good. favorite ones. Even though she didn't say anything. I'm telling about you. The movie. Ken Brown has got to change his Twitter feed to his mother's movie reviews. That is what it has to be. I just watched The Shape of Water. There was nothing else there that I was interested okay. in. Okay. Okay. That's it. That's your review. That is your review of Shape of Water. Is it, isn't Shape of Water the one where the janitor falls in love with the water alien? Yes. That's the wrong? one. That's the one. Right. But, like, you could even hear that in the voicemail. Like, his, Kent's mom is clearly terrified of saying, I don't know how I feel about a janitor falling <laughs> in love with an alien. Like, all in a voicemail. And therefore, just, eh. yeah, Promiscuous young uh, janitor there that's mute and uh, falls for uh, uh, an Aquaman. And uh, love ensues, you know. But no, instead it was there was nothing else. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's the review. All right, uh, let's do. Uh, you know what? Again, let's do something else before the fast food takes here. My, uh, Eddie Spaghetti's a little bored. I know what one thing. One thing that I know shakes him out of uh, his malaise is his own game show. It's time for use your noodle. <laughs> So get together and canoodle. We got the whole kit and caboodle. And why the questions they may be futile. It's time for you to use your noodle. 
And now, here's your host, Eddie Spaghetti. All right, guys, I'm going to let you pick today. Do you want to do an NBA Finals-related uh, question? Or? Eddie Spaghetti has had some very funny tweets of late. Yes, he has. I, I commented on one yesterday. Oh, you you slammed me on that one good. I did. That was a good one. <laughs> I did. I'll admit defeat. That's fine. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we could do an NFL QB-related one, or we could do an NBA Finals one. Uh, let's do uh, – well, you know what? Uh, I'll throw it to the to the guests. Money? Uh, we've had kind of an NBA theme today, right, with the okay. lottery. And Rinsing. although, unless you want to get some more football in here, maybe we've been lacking. Okay, let's so do either, football. So either works. Let's do that. Let's do everybody always, no matter what time of year it is, people always are down to talk yeah. about uh, quarterbacks. Okay, this uh, question is, can you name the NFL QBs with 30,000 passing yards and 250 touchdown passes? Oof. Whoa. I'm going to get How many are there? Uh, less than 20, I think. Yeah, it looks like that. All right. I am going to get waxed. Um, Who starts? The guest in uh, the Carolinas Want to start it with Brinson? Yeah, I might All as right, well. start it with Brinson. Go ahead, Brinson. There's name tw- one. There's 21. Sorry. 21. You name one and then uh, Is it cheating if we write down the players that have I already re- been named? No. Okay. No, no rule against that. Brinson? Okay. Uh, I'll go Tom Brady. Oh, I would love if he went out on the first one. That would have been great. Money? Uh, Peyton Manning. I'm going to go with Dan Marino. Of course. Oh, of course what? He's, you, he's you on can't, the list. You can't. Oh, i got to get the Pitt Panther in here before I'm anybody else steals I'm taking the obvious what would that say? It. What would that say about me? Uh, Drew Brees. Uh, Smith. Uh, Brett Favre. Dang, that was the one I was just going to do. Eli Manning. Oh, uh, Brinson. He, he taps on the NC he goes State. Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers. All right, money. Uh, I will go 30,000. Yes, 30,000 and 250 touchdowns. All right. Uh, I will go. Wow, 30,000. Go I, I know. can't believe money's I'm just go trying to think 30,000. Joe Montana. The most forgotten guy who improbably still ranks among the all-time statistical leaders among NFL QBs, Francis Tarkenton. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take uh, the last guy in that 2004 class that would be in this list. Damn, it. Damn it, that was mine. I was going to do that one, too. I should have taken that one. Uh, Money? Dan Fouts. I had him down. Dang. All right. I didn't think you were going to get that one, Money. Good for you. Good for I'm happy for you. Thank you. Brinson? Needed that one. You're up, Sheck. You're up, Sheck. Oh, I'm up. Yeah. I don't care for that news. I wasn't <laughs> ready here yet. I don't know if I was ready. It's got to be. Why am I, why am I going to do a crazy one here? Why would I possibly throw out a crazy name here? There's no reason. It's too early to throw out a ridiculous name, but I'm going to do it. And that crazy name wore the Carolina Panthers helmet. He's the first QB to wear it. It's Kerry Collins. Yeah. No! Yeah, he's gone. No, really? He's gone. Dang. All right, let's stop the game. No one cares anymore. All right, Brinson, go ahead. Really? Johnny, Johnny Unitas. 
I was sure Carrie Collins was up there. John Elway. Oh, man. This stinks. Um, Are you cheating, Brinson? I see you no, on the computer. Okay, all right. You're a man of honor. Look at that. He even shows it to prove it. I love it. Um, well, this is this might be a stretch, and I might miss, but I'm going to try it. No, that can't be right. Uh, oh man, I just thought of another one. I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers. Oh wow! All right, this is uh, this is this might need a ruling. Oh, I know. Ah, well, Warren Moon. He's in there either way. You mean including CFL or yeah, not? Yeah, I, just, no, I figured he, he's in there anyway. Why didn't I take easy? Why? Why do I do that? Why do I overthink? Why do I do it that way? Because there's another good name out there. Mm -hmm. When you said that, uh, 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 oh, uh, Bart Starr. I don't know. Yeah, yeah so this is money. me. You this get is this. me for the There's win. There's so many that you can use to get this one. Troy Aikman. Oh, oh! I had a feeling that was not going to do it. When you said, wait, so now Brinson, it goes back goes to back you. Goes back to Brinson. Yes, it goes back oh. to you. I, 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 I want to say Tony Romo. Oh, All right, so now it's back to me. Yes. Can I give a clue? No. Is that inappropriate? No, don't give me a clue. Right. I got this. All right. This is terrible. I have a good clue. I mean, there are a lot. That I, I, I can't believe that I failed in this manner. I finished in third place to to Bandit Brinson and How Bunny about Smith. Randall Cunningham? Damn! Oh, no. There, there are a couple big ones out there. Damn. There are a couple big ones. I the, the, the numbers are concerning, but I'll give the longevity. What about Terry Bradshaw? All right, here we go. Here this, we go. This is it. Steve Young. All right, this is Brinson. Embarrassing. It is. Humiliating. Um, Joe Namath. That's a winner. What? Oh, look at that. Oh, because of the AFL, right. That, see, that isn't going to include those numbers. All right, I got to get this. This is a humiliation all the way around. Carson Palmer. There you go, money. Wow, Carson Palmer wins. I thought for sure I was going to get bounced in this one, and yet I come out as the victor. I mean, what do you know? Isn't that great? The guy who's just a sweater. He's just a host. That's all he is, and he comes Jim out Kelly? Like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, Jim Kelly. That's who I thought you were going to say when you said I'm going to need a ruling on this one. Right. What? Jim Kelly? <laughs> Jim oh. Kelly isn't in there? How about no. that? Uh, I can give you guys the rest of the names. That was, that was a lot of fun. No. It's the names you missed. Uh, Vinny Testaverde. Sure. Right. Drew Bledsoe. Hmm. There's, there's one more current NFL quarterback. Current NFL QB, eh? Yeah. At Staub. <laughs> current. It's not Matt Ryan, is it? It is. It is Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, yeah. And then uh, Dave Craig and Sonny Jurgensen. Uh, see, I was going to go Sonny. Sonny was going to be one of my early ones. Dave Craig. Mm. See, there, it's, that, that tells you everything you need to know about the NFL, by the way, because there's this 
soft middle part where a compiler like a Vinny Testaverde mm-hmm. could end up in that category because yeah. he played a little bit later than a guy like a Bart Starr who just couldn't put up the number. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, you couldn't get to those numbers when you played back in the day unless you were just an absolute Car- Rushmore guy. No Kerry Collins, though, eh? Hey, uh, speaking of uh, of Hall of Fame QBs and such, what do you guys uh, think? Actually, this I stole this from the Twitter. Somebody asked or was talking about Drew Brees with – uh, Daniel Jeremiah, a.k.a. Move the Sticks, and said, is Drew Brees the least physically gifted Hall of Fame quarterback ever? And I thought that was a great subject. I said maybe it would be Joe Montana. Third-round pick, smallish guy, not a big whip. Is there a better answer to the question than that? Yeah, I think uh, I think in terms of Brees, it's just his stature. Because, I mean, he can huck the heck out of the ball. I mean, that's an athletic motion. I mean, throwing a football in the manner in which he throws it is athletic. And he's pretty nimble in the pocket. So, I, I think if you were to ask me who's less athletic, I would say Montana's less athletic than, than Brees for sure. Wouldn't you almost say that, like, Ben Roethlisberger's less athletic than Drew Brees? Just in, I don't know. Like, Ben Roethlisberger's big and strong. but He's I a little heavy-footed. He's yeah. a little heavy now footed. Now he is the first yeah. half of his career. He, yeah, he could move he, a little he could bit. Get around. He yeah. could move a little bit. And he's st- and, and uh, I mean he still has that uh, you know premier. Yeah. What, what was it? What was the, how was it phrased exactly? Would Drew Brees be the? Well, I guess to have, have was the it least physical athletic? tools? Right. Yeah. Yeah. See, physical tools is different because like when you think about Philip Rivers, I mean he just stands in a pocket, he barely moves, and he just deals. You know, he's not real. But then when you stand next to him and you see the way he's built, you're like. That's pretty impressive physical specimen, actually. It's not, you know, what, what, however he operates on the field, notwithstanding, when you see him walking around in shorts and a, and a dry fit, it's like, yeah. That, I asked Sully this question back there behind the glass. He said Johnny U. Johnny U might be in the conversation as well. Anywho, yeah. hey, let's talk about Sully brought up another subject on the Twitter, and Will Brinson reacted to it. It had to do with the fact that uh, some millennials, there's a, a little video running around there um, on social media right now of millennials not enjoying. Is that what it was, Sully? Chick-fil-A? They didn't like Chick-fil-A or they didn't know how to eat a chicken sandwich? Is that what happened? So it was, I think it was Business Insider that I saw Brinson tweeting about it. They they got on there and said just terrible things like this is a bad chicken sandwich. I like soggy McDonald's fries over Chick-fil-A waffle fries. Like those those are terrible terrible hot takes. Awful. And Brinson said we're we're our, our future is, is Why did you wait a second? Not why great. Did, I, I want to go back. I'm sorry to nitpick, but why are you indicting McDonald's fries, which well, are no, the, the gold the, standard of fries? The, the, <laughs> no, somebody on the video said that they enjoy soggy mcdonald's fries over that that chick-fil-a i, think I don't even know was, what that means how do you order them they said that the, they said the chick-fil-a waffle fry was too potatoey for them what does that even mean <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're, it's a potato it may yeah. not be for you right <laughs> yeah i don't know i uh oh. go ahead will now, no there are a lot of people who are you know you know you have the steak fries i don't like those thick cut steak fries thank you brinson oh uh, you're wrong no those are terrible and if you're you wrong. if you if you get some undercooked Chick-fil-A fries, it can be very potatoey and they can't be great. We actually, if you're smart, you can order them well done. You can yeah. actually ask that at Chick-fil-A and they're they're better off. But the, the, the my bigger issue is these these kids were eating this fried chicken sandwich and complaining that it was like they didn't understand why it was a fried piece of chicken or why it was on bread or why it was too ex- salty, it was too chickeny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like it's a chicken sandwich. What the no. I do think head. Chick-fil-A is, is extremely overrated, though. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do. I think it's wildly Money, overrated. Do that. 
It's yeah. the it's the In and Out Burger of the. Uh, of uh, the see, South. I see what you're doing there. You're trying to come back. You know, I, yeah, I, I jab, you jab. You know, we're gonna dance around a little bit here. You're in Brinson. You live in and uh, Sully. You know, he. You, well, Sully. Well, what is Sully? I'm confused by what Sully claims now. What is he? Chattanooga, I see that Macaulay helmet. By the way, I hear though. I hear I, from people yeah. who live in SEC country, ACC country. People will tell you that Bojangles is better than uh, breakfast. That Bo is Gangles, correct. Breakfast is better. Bowberry biscuits are undefeated. The the Cajun chicken fillet, egg and cheese yes. combo is a, the an unstoppable behemoth that is the best breakfast item in the history of the world. It's a breakfast sandwich? Yes. It's a okay. breakfast biscuit. It's okay. A you can only fillet. eat one for the rest of your life, Chick-fil-A or Bojangles. Ooh. That's well, I mean, it would it would be Chick-fil-A for a well, primarily like a health reason because I think you could eat Chick-fil-A and survive on a breakfast. You could eat breakfast and lunch and dinner and survive and, and the variety is there. If you were just if you were just trying to be a, a shooter, you know, a rocket shooting into space and just die of a greasy fried chicken death, <laughs> Bojangles is your plan. Bojangles is way more greasy than Chick-fil-A. I yeah. don't even know why I'm indulging the opinion. Sully is more cut from my cloth. You know, he's a man of a certain carriage. You two combined weigh about 128. Doesn't mean I can't put it down and have <laughs> it. Doesn't mean I uh, and and I don't appreciate the shot it in it. It's not I don't. a. It's oh. just it's it's you know people think they're clever. Worst, they worst, feel they 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 think they're clever. It is a they say, opinion. The same it is. Fries, oh, you're crazy. Fries, this, yeah, easy there, waffle fry. Easy yeah. there. Waffle fries are outstanding. Yeah, whatever. Brinson. And it's not about the fry. It's about the, the sandwich. That's right. This I'm, is a, this is a sandwich who, who bracket ever, that we're doing. Who Whoever just goes to fast food and just gets a burger. Okay, I'll take the, the burger fry combo at In-N-Out over a, a soggy Chick-fil-A sandwich and their waffle fries. You know? I mean, you got <laughs> like, to get them both. I like that every place. <laughs> you have to get it soggy for some reason. I don't even know what that means. What is this soggy order that it keeps coming up? Well, I do I, think the Chick-fil-A sandwich, it's not a crispy breading. It is. It is more of like a soggy style breading. It's not super crispy. Cut the roof of your mouth if you bite into it. Brinson, win play show fry preparation. Oh, uh, style of fry. Look, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I don't care. I'm not here for the hipster fries. Give me win Arby's curly fries. Oh yeah. Oh no 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 no. Little too spicy. Wait a second. Do they do? Because I brought they this do the up Jack before. in the Box style. Yeah. I don't know Ooh, why. That's, that's nice. Why? Just, you know, here, Emma VP is not going to like what I'm about to say here, but I'm going to say it anyway because <laughs> I've said these things before. <laughs> when, she, when she points out sometimes if I bring up cer- certain observations repeatedly more than one time. Sure. I will say, just as, for some reason, universally, the raspberry, when you make candies, is the one everybody, all candy makers the world over, decided, like, yeah. Well, we have too many red candies. Raspberry, you're blue. And everybody signed off on that, even though there's no such thing as a blue raspberry any more than there is a blue watermelon. But the raspberry gets that one. Pistachios. Why did the pistachio, who decided, you know what, they all are kind of like earthy tone. Let's make it red. They put red dye on the pistachio about 25, 40 years ago. Why did that happen? That was weird. only, Only to the pistachio, though. Also... The curly fry. Why does it only get the spice on it? Why is the well, who decided only the curly fry shall get that weird uh, spice flavor to it? Well, it's it's the, it's like an orange nature. It's almost like before sweet potato fries became a thing. It has the mm-hmm. the same coloring and 
not texture, but I mean it is like because inside it's just a it's a white it's a white interior. It's got that weird red exterior though. Basic potato. I th- I, I assume it was for to to keep you know colorblind people who. You have a serious distaste for curly fries away from eating them is my only logic. A visual aid. I mean, listen, we can talk about it all day, and I do think the Burger King fry is slightly underrated. It is nice. It has its own flavor. Same shape as the McDonald's fries, but let's not, uh, you know, let's not tax our brains too much here. The McDonald's fry is the winner. It's it's quite tasty. Now, are we including – I don't know if fat burgers considered specialty because I know I'm I'm on an island here, but the fat burger steak fry is, I believe, the best burger fry around. The steak fry is not good, and the reason it isn't is inconsistency within the own with within the batch. You're going it's to the not, wrong place. No, you're going I, to the wrong places. You can get because there's too much variation with size, and then that yields the aforementioned too potatoey. You know, raw, in other words. You get a raw one, nothing more repellent. Nothing ruins eating a fry like uh, a batch of fries, like get, getting one like, oh, that should have been in there yeah, for an extra the same 90 thing with seconds. skinny fries. I mean, there's inconsistency. Wendy's fries are below average. You know, you heard Sully say he didn't like In-N-Out fries. Those are skinny fries. I mean, McDonald's fries are great. Burger King, eh, you can give or take them. They're a little more crispy. They kind of, I think they wear on you. It's hard to get through an entire box. When you take those first couple, you're like, ooh, pretty good. And then by the time you're halfway through, it's like, eh. So I, I, I think there's the same inconsistency I there. hail uh, Burger King for long ago, too. They didn't just jump in on this onion ring, too. Hey, you know, you're not frying your thing? That's a good yeah. onion ring. Burger yeah. King's a good onion ring. I'm with you there. Brinson? Uh, the, my, my second place would be, I, I think I go, hmm, I would go Bojangles fries. They put a lot of Ooh. Cajun seasoning on them. They're a nice mixture. And I don't know if you guys have had them or not, but they're a nope. nice mixture between, um, what would be sort of a, a more potatoey steak fry and what is a skinnier fry, but they're long, they're like, they're long and flat. And, and I will say too, money, the problem with the steak fries, if you get a bad one, it's like biting into a baked potato. It can be, potato. it can be, but when you get a good one. See, I'll push back and say when you get the perfect steak fry, nothing, nothing's close. I mean, you know what a steak fry is good for is if you're having um, or even thicker cut doesn't have to be the proper steak fry. When you get the moule frite, you know, you ever go out and <laughs> get the mussels, the the moule frite or whatever it's called. What's it called, Emma VP? I think you're on the right track. Moule frite. Oui. <laughs> oui, indeed. If you put it into the into the uh, into the sauces there, you know, put it in the bucket there, pull it out three, four minutes later. It's like a thing. Of, so you're eating muscles. Just absorb the gravy. Yeah, yeah okay. just absorb that sauce. It's delicious. Steak, okay. Steak frites also very good. There you go. Steak frites. Um, Sully, before we wrap it up here, I mean, uh, Sully, spaghetti, I should say, you wrote down here, um, would you rather, explain your, your would you rather here. Would you rather Des Bryant and then you listed off any number no, of. I, I can't take credit for that. that was I a, put that one that on there. Emma's idea. Oh, Emma VP. Yeah. So, so, oh, you want to head to head one by one here. Yeah. Okay, we'll start with Will Brinson here. Would you rather have Des Bryant or Brandon Marshall? Right now or? Yeah, right now. Right now. For 2018 season. Emma VP, is that how you mean it? For right now, who do you want on your team? Uh, Des Bryant, no question. I think that both guys are worn down and not exactly going to be number one receivers. But Dez is at least a guy that you can sort of use as a glorified tight end and maybe a, you know, as a, and a red zone weapon and a, and a guy who can convert third downs by high-pointing the ball, as his old teammate Jason Witten pointed out. Plus, Brandon Marshall, never been to the playoffs. Kind of a problem. You're jinxing yourself if you sign Brandon Marshall. 
Ooh, that's weird. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I agree with you about Dez. I know he's I concur. at limited value, but, you know, I'd rather a lot of teams Brandon. that you always hear about struggling in the red zone could use old Dez. He advances and gets housed by Fitzgerald. We don't need to – yeah, we don't need to – so now Fitzgerald has about, advanced. Yeah, Fitzgerald. We know Crabtree. Everybody would take Crabtree, right? I'd still take Larry Fitz. Advanced age and everything. I'd still rather have oh, Larry, Larry Fitz. Oh, so than we're not, so Look now at the face up. on Brinson. Larry Fitzgerald uh, over yeah. Alshon Jeffrey. Not over. Not not over Alshon Jeffrey. I, you know, the, I think. Yes. I think I still do. Yeah, I think I still do. You would rather both of you, For Brinson and Money, would rather have Larry Fitzgerald than Alshon Jeffrey. Yes, who's a one-trick yeah. pony. Alshon's a one-trick pony, man. Run that way and get this 50-50 ball, and there's huh. very little else that you're going to get out of him. Larry's full service. Are, sure. are, are you are aware of what Larry Fitzgerald, from the age of 32 to 34, and I just do it with a pro football reference, and and did the math on it just to you know confirm that, that I didn't want to throw out numbers without some some accuracy here. His average season over the last three years, from ages 32 to 34, after people had written off Larry Fitzgerald, 108 catches, 1,131 yards, and seven touchdowns. That's <laughs> it's ridiculous. A receiver, that's absurd. Yeah, you're gonna take Larry Fitzgerald over Jordy Nelson. No question. Yeah. yeah, that I agree with. Okay, yeah. that I agree with. How about one more? Adam Thielen. Now, this one's a little Brinson. interesting. I think I – go ahead, Brinson. Well, uh, I think that it, for just the 28th season, and I love Adam Thielen. He is a very precise route runner. He's a guy who's breaking out onto the scene. He remains undervalued. He can get down the field. He can break the game open. Um, he gets some good yards after catch. But if I know that I'm going into 2018 and I'm asking for Larry Fitzgerald's last hurrah. Having seen what he's done the last three years, I will still take Larry Fitzgerald because I think he's just—I think he's just got a lot of juice left uh, and can put up a monster season. So if I'm hearing you right, our our I'm collective opinion is yeah. Larry. We're win play showing out of these receivers that are feel at the tail end. Uh, well, I guess Adam. Th- well, Alshon Jeffrey's in his prime. Adam Thielen is emerging onto the scene. The other guys are probably would be uh, collectively regarded as a little long in the tooth. We're going Larry Fitzgerald better than Dez, Brandon Marshall. No question. Jordy Nelson, Alshon Jeffrey. Yep. And then Thielen two. Thielen two. And then probably Jeffrey. Jeffrey three. Right. I think so. That would be my order, and a lot would depend on how Jeffrey is recovering from that shoulder surgery. Major shout-out to Alshon Jeffrey for playing through that injury the entire season hmm. when he signed a one-year contract, then got the extension, and then helped drag the team to a Super Bowl victory. So I, I love Alshon Jeffrey. I think he's a little bit boomer bust. Thielen's a more of a precise route runner. But Fitzgerald is the total package and maybe one of the five greatest receivers ever. That, that I feel like I'm saying that hesitantly, and it should be more obvious. I'm with you on that. You know, that's one of my favorite uh, conversations, and it never gets tired to me because it seems like, as opposed to when you start ranking best quarterbacks, best running backs, the the best wide receiver in the Super Bowl era, you get Jerry Jones and there, and I mean uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry Rice. Rice, and there are plenty of pro football players who were alongside Jerry Rice and Randy Moss who will tell you Randy Moss was better. Um, and fine, you can have that debate. Um, by the numbers, Antonio Brown is in the conversation now. He's not. He's not. He's not yet ready to rival Jerry Rice, and the touchdowns are always going to be the red flag when you try to have this conversation against those other guys. However, Antonio Brown, the stretch that he's in, is in the top three now of the Super Bowl era. But Larry Fitzgerald, I think, is four. I think that's. I think you're right there. And maybe, Where's Terrell Owens come in? 
he's probably five, five. Unless you put Michael Irvin ahead of him or Steve Largent. Those are the names I think you're dealing with. I mean, I, I'm I'm of the opinion I like I like the Bojangles, you know, grease yourself up shooting star angle as opposed to the longevity um, in, in that hmm. sense. So I wouldn't be. A, I mean, I know you can't put him there because of the numbers, but I, I mean, I would take Calvin Johnson over Michael Irvin, I think, in terms of just raw physical ability, what he did on the field when he played. And I get that the numbers don't match up, um, but but I, th- I think I would take Terrell Owens over over Irvin and Largent. Is there is there somebody who's a a fifth guy that we're missing? From no, I think that? that's it. I don't think so. I, I, think I just it. I think we're ba- uh, throwing around six, seven names there. Megatron to me, yes, fine, physical specimen, but he's got a little bit of the Andrew Luck thing, which is that he was kissed into the Hall of Fame before he ever stepped onto an NFL field. He was and a lion. I get it, but yeah, I mean, you deal with that. And also, tip of the hat to uh, sports guy Simmons, you know, the the Patrick Ewing effect. The Lions have, and Matt Stafford hasn't exactly fallen off a cliff since uh, Megatron hung it up. What's that, Brinson? He's gotten better. He's yeah. gotten better. Yeah. He's yeah. diversifies his weapons and uh, has Jim Bob Cooter pulling the trigger for him. Hey, Emma VP, but we've held uh, everybody up long enough, but will you come in here very quickly, please? Thank you. We have to resolve something that uh, happened, and I need Brinson – to serve as uh, as jury. Eddie Spaghetti was there. Um, to tell the tale quickly again, we went to Dodger Stadium. Money was uh, kind enough to have me join in on his, uh, on his uh, Petros and Money radio show, which, of course, you can track down on iHeartRadio or if you're in Los Angeles, AM 570. So he and I wrap up the, uh, the broadcast, four hours of, uh, of good fun, and Eddie Spaghetti and Emma VP were kind enough to come to the ballpark. They thought, well, this is reason enough for us to show up there. We know two people who are doing a broadcast in front of the game. They went to the game, and so we get off the air, and here come uh, Emma VP and Eddie Spaghetti. Hey, how are you guys? Good to see you. Emma VP and I greet each other. Eddie Spaghetti and I give each other a handshake. Sp- uh, money shakes Spaghetti's hands. And then uh, then uh, Emma and Money hugged It was each really other. awkward. They hugged each other. <laughs> It was just it just seemed weird. She was standing right next to me. Right. And it seemed odd to Come on in here, Emma VP. I'd like to shake her hand. Yeah. And um Okay. We kind of we just got caught in this limbo. Well here, what what, instead of describing it, I was standing here and we were having a beer. Let let Brinson's giant head be there to judge you. So uh we're drinking and I think I think I was leaving. I want your head right in the middle there to play judge. But that's actually no. Have Emma come right here. Have, have Brinson scoot over a little bit to your right. Scoot all the way to your right because that's where her finance okay. was standing. Right. Uh, so she and I are, are here. Spaghetti is is where you are, and you're just on the inside. But but I, but I want to make clear though that Emma VP and Matt Money Smith work together and therefore see each other multiple times sure. every week. They don't ever at work when they see each other at the start of the workday embrace. Ever. Do you? No. Do you touch it. And I'm not a hugger at all. Right. I. It's just I don't know. It's just weird. It's M- always weird for me. Emma VP. I mean, I'm not a hug a hugger either. But forgive me if I'm wrong. But you're not a hugger, Emma VP, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Not much. Not really. One. Yeah. So it was and just yet- an odd moment. We got caught. I think what happened was we got caught. That's that's my assessment. I believe I was leaving. So by I was whom? saying bye to everybody. Okay. So I say bye to you. I say bye to Eddie. I turn to Em and I'm like, "I'll see you later." And we just kind of oh. do one of those. Oh. And uh, and that's it. that's the face you made. You were like, "Oh." I was like, "Yeah, that was." Uh, <laughs> yeah. Here's 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 where I would come down on this from a jury standpoint. I mean, mm. one, there's nothing wrong with a, a, a hug. No. Um, 
outside of the workplace. It's perfectly no. fine. But, but the, the most important thing here is what would be more offensive to Emma VP if it would it be if money reached out his hand and was like, good to see you, and then shook her hand and walked away, or if he like had a semi-awkward hug. And to me, the handshake is more offensive because it implies that they are not cordial enough at work that he would give her a nice hug when he sees her at the ballpark. Why? But uh, why the interaction at all? Eddie Spaghetti, did you find it strange? You were there. Uh, you were a witness. I think, I think there are social like obligations outside of like Obviously, we don't hug and like fist bump high five before we you know, sit in Studio 66 and record. But when you're outside. I think outside, we should start that, though. I mean, I'm down for it. Fist bump and then high five. But if, high we're, five. if we're outside at Dodger Stadium, it's like, oh, you guys invited us here. Like, hey, how's it going? Like, you can give, like, I would do, like, the handshake or, like, the one-arm kind of hug. It was like, a social half- environment. And, it was yeah, not a work ha- environment. It, that changes the whole outcome of it. But, like, the worst part was, like, the minute it happened, it was, like, there's no way that Dave was going to let that go by without being brought up. So yeah. it was just immediate that Dave was like, okay, that was weird. And then we had to talk about it for a good well, know, 15 why do, minutes. I, I, I'm, listen, again, I know I'm vain. Sorry, but this know. isn't a passive-aggressive request that Emma VP hug me. She needs to get on the mic why and did Emma in VP, it, that, that, that well, is, She hugged me because I went in first. I definitely initiated Emma it. did nothing wrong. No, she, she did has, nothing I wrong. I didn't she say she did anything Thanks, wrong. Spaghetti. I'm trying to figure out whether she did something wrong. No, she That's, did not. She no, it's more a question it. if I did something wrong. Okay. No. Did I think I, you both it, – it's, it's weird, but you both had to do it. Does that make – because I feel like I suffer, and this has been something my pretty much my whole life. People who are affectionate in that way, they just seem more laid back and cool. But you have to – the thing that stood out to me about this particular – incident mm-hmm. was that it was not it didn't feel laid back and super cat no it like, was hey, really awkward it was very <laughs> uncomfortable extremely awkward yeah with me it it felt like it happened in super slow-mo to me the way i see it the way it plays back in my head well and it did happen in slow-mo because i did think like in that Is moment some, i was like what? do i what, do what I, am i doing right now you know it's just one of those it's uh and one and that is can't point the right way on this, but that is exactly the problem. Is you were, money was caught in limbo, right? In terms of not knowing whether to hug or whether to handshake, and when you're caught in that limbo, it is inherently going to make the hug awkward or the handshake awkward. And uh, like, I, there's no answer. There's no. There's no. There's no right or wrong. There's just eternal. Is, but is money? Does that like? Do you think that that you hugged him somewhere in your head, somewhere emotionally, because he's more easygoing, like a cooler guy than I am, and I'm weird? Is that what happened, Emma VP? That's no. what. That's what scares me. No. You don't think so? No. Spaghetti. I I don't want to throw him under the bus, but maybe there should have been a, it hugs all around. Maybe that's what it should have mm. been. Yep. It is the gender thing is interesting too because if yeah. it's a bunch of guys all shaking hands often, I know guys, guys who hug each will, other too when they see sure, each other. For sure, for yeah. sure, but I th- that ain't often me. with females. I feel like it's I, more of a hug. Very good point. It's a very good point because the that, man could do. We could do like the bro hug, like the one arm, like handshake, go wrap around. Like I could do that, and I. But the thing is, you can't hesitate. The hesitation is what made this weird. You got to go right into it, own, and just be like, yeah, I'm, like you said, I'm the friendly guy. We're at a social environment thing. Like let's just enjoy this. I'm cool with whatever. Yeah. Well, I also don't like it that, you know, oh, man, yeah. It's, Dave, it, it, Dave, did you come? Did you go with Emma to the game or? No. You, so no, when no. you left, what did you do? Did you hug her goodbye or no? No, I made a point of not hugging her yeah. because I just had had this conversation after you walked away. I said, what just happened there? And then we, you know, we, we, yeah. we dissected it for 10 minutes and then I left. 
So it would have been weird to punctuate that, that conversation with a hug. Or it would have been perfectly. <laughs> it would have been a perfect Denny too. Okay, awesome. What happened? Now, what? You guys go out a lot. So what happens when the crew goes out on a Saturday night? Not a big hugger. She's not a big hugger. So, but no. Eddie and I often hug when we, we go out. You hug him we for tr- his birthday? We try like the one arm yeah. thing. Like the one arm thing. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm pro, like you said, handshake, bro hug, like regular hug. I could do that because I'm pretty, like you said, the laid back fun guy. Like let's just, I'm nice to everyone. So like I don't want to make it weird because the minute you, but you it does. See, that's what weird. I'm saying. That that doesn't mean I'm not nice to people. It doesn't make strangers. me a bad person because I don't want to hug everybody. I met someone. We met some weird out the other night, and I hugged somebody. Sully probably did too. You well, know what's funny about that, though? Now. This is my wife accuses me of this all the Actually, not my wife. Uh, my wife's best friend accuses me of this. She's like, you never hug me, but you hug the random people that are out with us. Uh, and I said, well, yeah, because I see you four times a week. And if I were to hug you every single time, it would just be weird. I'd be hugging you all the time. I said, right. so I see. I hug strangers right. and I'm a VP. That's it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> That's it. So yeah, it's just that I, I the whole hugging thing. I, I it, it truly does baffle me. I, I, I so don't it, even start me. I on can't this figure it out. The kisses on the cheek with everybody. Oh, that's another one. I can't that. figure it out. That's another can. one that makes me crazy too. I'll and again, because I don't do it, it makes me feel like, well, see, I'm in control of of my body, and I'm not gonna do that. But then I feel like a jerk because then I feel like, see, I'm uh, there's a distance there that doesn't exist with other people. I must, uh, I lack a, a warmth. Is that true, Emma VP? Definitely. Same yeah. for you. You stink. <laughs> now listen, Sully is the next subject we have to address quickly that I just remembered here. Can right? I ask one more question? You may. Because because I feel like perhaps Emma and I are kindred spirits. Do here. you feel like you owe Emma an apology? No. I don't. Okay, good. Because I don't want to be the creepy hug guy. That's not what my intention was. But I do think perhaps Emma and I are very similar, where we find ourselves in this limbo often. Because uh. I am surrounded by friends that hug, and it's. It's weird for my wife regularly to be standing next to me and see every other husband hug and then they get to me. That's I'm like, what I'm saying. Okay, then I'll, uh, we're out of here. And I don't do anything. And she's like, why are you so weird? What is wrong with you? It's just a hug. Is there, what's, the, what's your problem? Kind see, of I'm thing. surprised because I would think you do do that because you roll with it. You have a breezy, cool vibe about Almost you. Almost everything else I, I do. I seem like, a jer- like I seem jerky slash nerdy or something. Yep. Don't I'm say like, yes to that Emma VP. I am with you, money. Same for that goes yeah. for me. Yeah, it's, it's well, a that's weird. My, that's and same. I don't have a breezy cool vibe. It's just both. No, it's you just, don't. Nope. <laughs> All right. Now, next to Sully, quickly. We have to talk about this, though. What do you think, Brinson? You look. You, you live in Carolina, and therefore you support North Carolina teams. You know, you love your Wolf Pack. That's what you talk about. That makes sense. Money's from Chicago, and you know, half a lifetime ago, moved out to Los Angeles and sort of embraced the Kings over the Blackhawks and so on. He still likes Dodgers the over the Cubs. Bit. All that. Lakers over the the Bulls. Yeah. But you made a shift half a lifetime ago, and you've stuck to it. Now, then there's Sully over here. Sully behind the glass. He's from San Antonio. Yep. Okay, so he likes the Spurs. Right. His favorite hockey team. What's your favorite hockey team? <laughs> the Devils. The Devils. The New Jersey Devils. What's your favorite NFL team? The Seahawks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> then he tweets out, fine. So that's ridiculous. He's a front runner. He wants to argue with baseball. <laughs> baseball team? Don't have a baseball team. Okay. Doesn't have a baseball yeah. team. Ooh, if I had to pick you. one, it would be the Braves. Well, uh, favorite college football team? 
The Vols. Oh, I went to the Vols. He went to Tennessee. Went to Tennessee. Yeah. And that so, one yeah. makes sense, right? Right. Perfect makes, sense. You give me Spurs, that Vols, makes sense. Right. He's that, a free agent for his other two. That's right. right. That's right. So, he, so free agent, he chooses inexplicably, except for the fact that as he's coming of age, they happen to be winning state hey, cups. He loved that neutral zone trap. I know. Really yeah. got him excited, by the way, man. By the way, as a side Really note, got him yes. excited. Not yes. to get into the puck, but obviously there's no way you – you are straight up front running if you're like, yeah, I love watching New Jersey Devils hockey. Yeah, yeah the most it was boring. boring but I also – a puck almost ruined the – almost, almost – It did. It ruined the league. The sport yeah. almost went under they because the of the way – They shrunk the because of it. Yeah, I know. I know. Trust me. Okay, Brinson. All that trust, is prelude. Trust. He's been watching. This. He's been watching the Devils for fifty years. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, no, just twenty. But okay. yeah. All right, Sully. Please. Okay. Let, well, the Brinson, jury, no. let the jury speak, Sully. <laughs> Brinson. Then yes. the, all that, whatever. We can debate whether or not he should be allowed to do all that. Then last week, the Devils are eliminated from the playoffs. He tweets out, "Go Preds, go." I did not say that. I said, "Good luck tonight." What? What's might that as your well, business? Might as well be go, Preds, go. Good I, luck, I Preds. Can't, I can't. What, my team what? gets eliminated. I can't cheer. No. I can't pick no. up another team. No. You can't. You can. Just don't tweet about it. Okay. That would be uh, my suggestion. I mean, okay. Brinson. What don't about go on the record. He's, I like, he's, a, he's a Texas guy on, who like who likes the Devils. Now he's a Predators They're fan? in the Western Conference. They're in a completely different conference. I can't pick that team up. <laughs> up. That 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 changes it a little bit. You can you can sort of pull for a team to, just to get some interest in the in the rest of the playoffs. I suppose right. there is a, there is a Tennessee connection here, and it's weird how Tennessee works. Like North Carolina and Tennessee in the South is weird like that. Like Nashville's not really um, that close to Knoxville when you right. think about. It. But there is Tennessee. Yeah, there is this Tennessee sort of uh, connection there. A different conference. I think I'm far more weirded out by the Seahawks thing. Than I am by the uh, by the by the predators. Win play show, the Seahawks thing, the Predators thing, or money hugging Emma. I mean, which is the weirdest of those? Uh, 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 Seahawks win. Uh, the Seahawks, hug. Yeah. Predators show. I'd go the hug, the hug, and the hug. Money. <laughs> this isn't. I'm betting him across you can't the board. Do what he's doing, right? I mean, we've got to have some. Well, standards. as I said, I just think you don't. Just all, just, you you don't go on the record. Like once, I I love watching, and I know it's going to upset you, but I'm going to say it. I like watching a Vetchkin play hockey. I, like I enjoy the hell out too. of it. So when they, I, I was pulling for them to knock off the the Pens. I want to see him win a cup. He's one of the most exciting players I've watched in the last decade. And but I would never go on Twitter and say. Let's go, Ovi. He's yeah. crazy. He's a crazy force of nature in the offensive zone. Yeah. You know why? Because he because he uh, uses zero energy in his own end, so he can save See? it all up for the I, offensive. That's fine. End. That's fine. That's right. He doesn't try in the defensive zone. Well, there's definitely a larger discussion here that we don't need to have right now, but about the fact that it's easier in 2018 and more acceptable to pull for people. Like I, I'm a Braves fan and have been a Braves fan for a long time, ever since I was born or you know started watching baseball. But I really like Max Scherzer. And I root for Max Scherzer hmm. for a variety of different reasons. I like I like the way he pitches. I've had him on my fantasy teams. I've seen him pitch in person a few times. And I'll I don't I'm not going to root for him against the Braves, but I really like watching Max Scherzer pitch. And I I just think it's easier to root for individuals now than it was 20 years so, ago when you. So I can't that. I can't like the Devils because of Scott Stevens and Scott Niedermeyer and Marty Berdur. You can. Those are yeah, good that, reasons. That's fine. Those are well, good reasons go. not to like a team though. For yeah. each of those three individuals you just cited. Heck yeah. Absolutely. Scott Stevens. What human being would like would watch Scott Stevens play and say, and Oh, that's that's my guy. Would be like, Heck yeah. Cheap shot creep. Yeah. Anyway, listen. 
See, now I want to ask another question. Then, then that's got to be it. It's got to be it. All right, Kevin Durant. Why are people rooting against him? So, uh, why are people so <laughs> get so worked up about Kevin Durant in a world of actual bad people? Why is Kevin Durant the guy who is uh, demonized by so many, Brinson? Because of Michael Jordan. Because there's this asinine belief that Jordan would have never teamed up with anybody else to secure victory, even though he had Scottie Pippen, one of the 50 greatest players in NBA history, and Phil Jackson, the greatest coach in NBA history, potentially on his side, not to mention Tony Kukoc, who was very underrated in his own regard, and a bunch of other role players like Steve Kerr and B.J. Armstrong and Bill Cartwright. And I mean, they had loaded teams with the Bulls, but the concept that Kevin Durant could leave the Thunder and go to a new place and play on a loaded team bothers people in in a way that is old school and, and sort of irrational because Kevin Durant is a is a is a, is a man of uh, great look he's a great talents and he can do what he wants and he can try to win championships and if he wins titles he will people will stop caring about it in the same way that nobody cares how Peyton Manning won his second Super Bowl they won't remember that he limped to the title on, on the back of a great defense they'll just know that Peyton Manning has two titles in the end of the day but it's, it's funny it's, you say that cuz i do i i I, yes. <laughs> I do remember the Peyton one but you know it's a, but but what you're getting like, at, though, is why? It, why did? Why is it Reggie White? Why? Why is it Reggie White uh, regarded as somebody who? Well, he just jumped on with that uh, with the great Brett Favre. That was that was shameful that he did. I, I think it's what? because, <laughs> and, and I don't, and I'm fine. Whatever. I mean, I would much rather live in San Francisco than Oklahoma City. Nothing right. against them, so I'm right. fine with it. And you've earned that. And he took a little bit less. He turned down a supermax kind of. So fine, whatever. I think what it is though is. He created a juggernaut that cannot be beat. And he and Russell Westbrook were up 3-1 on this really good blossoming team and should have knocked them off. I mean, they should have won that series and probably gone on to win an NBA title together. And we would have had this great showdown every year between Oklahoma City and Golden State. And instead... The balance has tilted so far. I mean, it's probably going to go down as the greatest basketball team ever because you can't you can't touch them. I mean, there's nobody that's even remotely close to as good as that team is, and the only reason is because he decided to join them. Boy, that's great. I, I I'm with you completely on that. I think that's uh, you've hit on something. But of course, as you know, money. The other side of that coin is he didn't ring Chase. Maybe he did. Maybe he said, I got to get a chip before I retire. I don't want to be hanging on. Clyde Drexler did that with the Rockets towards the end, and it and it stunk a little bit. It had a little bit of that Peyton Manning whiff to it. Gary Payton, Carl Malone with the right Lakers. Right to the Lakers. Raymond Bork. Barkley to the Rockets. The abs. Not to say that uh, that Drexler and Bork didn't contribute to to the titles that they won. weren't meaningful players on those teams, but it was at the at yeah. the at the very end of their career. Whereas KD's in his prime, which is the point. I don't think he's ring chasing at the last minute in his final act of his career. Rather, he didn't join a great team. He joined the greatest team of all time, and that's what the Warriors are going to yeah. be. They're going to have three out of four. The year that they didn't win, they win seventy three games. And there's nothing to say that they can't win another one. As long as they're together, they win every year. You think so? Absolutely. I don't think Did anyone watch, comes close. You watched that game against the Rockets, right? I mean, they James just toyed Harden, with them. He scored 46, and they got they got destroyed. And yeah. like Steph made one three pointer the entire game. And yeah. that's the thing is like if Steph Curry's off, then you have Kevin Durant, who's probably the like second best player in the NBA. And if and if those guys aren't hitting all their threes, then Clay Thompson will score 60 on you. They just they, and then Draymond's over there like kicking people in the in the in the, in the balls. All right. Yeah. I think we did. A, now, MVP. 
before we let Brinson go and money leaves, they, are you happy with the way with how the show wound up? Yeah, definitely. It's you a good didn't one. like the front of it though. No. What part? We can lose Just whatever you want. All of it. Really? Okay. All of it. We're gonna keep it though. I think that's fair. I know we don't have to. Eddie For you. Spaghetti. Don't do me I'm, any favors. I want it to be good. No, I didn't. I, I'm always. I'm never going to cut anything from the show. I thought it was fine. It's just like just topics that I can't help with. That's it. But I cut. But listen, I predicted a home run at the outset. And it was so a great show. Ba- and we had Hall of Famers. We had Shecky Award winners in here. Brinson and yeah, uh, no and money. Yeah, I agree. But you said you didn't like what we were talking. I didn't say about. I didn't like it. I just I just can't really help you with that. Those topics just for me just can't really get involved. Like you know. Oh well, that's a different stand. Yeah, I don't know. You enough. enjoyed it. Yeah. You found always it do. compelling. I always do. Money? I can see where Eddie's coming from. I think, I think we geeked out a little bit. Too much. I think we, okay, I, I think we, we'll we geeked back. out and, and dug into the past maybe a little bit. A little much. too deep. Okay, Brinson, if we had to cut something from the show, what would it be? Besides well, I mean, me. <laughs> um, no, I mean, my theory is that what we did is we created a broad spectrum of interesting topics for multi-generations to enjoy on this uh, whatever fine website they're consuming this. Mm. But I guess if you're going to cut something out – Maybe you cut out the 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 Bill Murray stuff. I mean, okay. that that feels it okay. might have been doubling down on old old middle aged white people stuff. Is that fair, uh, Sully back there? Yeah, it's like a bunch of a uh, bunch of old guys about uh, twelve years past us. Or you know what we could, you know what we could cut out too is the uh, the hug conversation. Yeah, we could always ditch that. We could always ditch that. We could always just kind of kick that aside. Yeah. No. you know we could uh, move I'd on from it. that. Yeah. Shame yeah. the devil. Shame yeah. the devil if I'd ever do that. Bill Murray, you're gone. Brinson, you're welcome back anytime, as is uh, the great Matt Good Money stuff. Smith. Make sure Brinson, you listen to Matt Money Smith, uh, like I say, AM 570. Petros and Money and Will Brinson, the pick six, the daily show now. You can watch it. You can listen to it, right? Uh, yeah, sure. I don't actually know you can't watch it, but you can listen oh, to it. Oh, I thought you could watch it as well. No, 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 because I, I usually don't get dressed. It's a lot of it's a lot of chest hair, so just, just download it on your Even iTunes. better. Yeah, we really did cover the spectrum. Really it started did. out. I forgot even that uh, we covered Brinson's uh, hairy chest. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Oh, well done. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 